When you get to the commercials that I have lined up for tonight's podcast, I'd like to have you listen to them very closely. Because there's a word that comes up in both of these commercials that I wanted you to guess. So when I go to my breaks during the, commer- during the show tonight, listen close. There's one word. It pops up once in one of the commercials and quite a few times in the other. So listen close as we get going. And until, until we get to that commercial... What do you say we start the show? If there was ever a time, excuse me, in the history of the United States of America that we needed prayer, it is very definitely now. There was a day that was set aside for that specific purpose. And it came up at one point last week while I was away from the show. So I wanted to, tonight, share a little bit about this. And spend some time also in a special segment. Matter of fact, it'll be the second one tonight. When we lift up a lot of things and people in prayer. We are going to be talking tonight about something established in the early 1950s, which is still going on today, the National Day of Prayer. And we will talk about it on the other side of this break. is a strength like no other. Born of grit, determination, endless resilience. It's a physical, mental, emotional strength. It's about character, purpose, possibility. But one thing is perfectly clear. There's strong. Then there's Kansas City strong. For more than 180 years, Kansas City has faced countless challenges and powered through each to embrace a brighter day. Across our city and in every corner of our community, you are coming together by staying apart, showing your strength in solitude. Now is the time to dig in and do what's necessary. Today, Kansas City Strong is our battle cry. Show us your strength, Kansas City.
They're strong. Then there's Kansas City Strong. Visit us online at kansascitystrong.org. As we all know, this country was founded on Christian beliefs. And there was a day that was created originally in 1952 that was designed for us to express our freedom to pray to God. And when I first heard of this concept, it involved people that would get together to pray by the flagpole. And around flagpoles in this country, it, it was done pretty much every year. This is the National Day of Prayer, and it was created originally by Harry S. Truman. A lot of people celebrated it, celebrate the National Day of Prayer by way of going to a breakfast or lunch. And since the National Day of Prayer always falls on a Thursday, <clears throat> excuse me, it's suggested that we or- you organize an early morning prayer breakfast, and it's the best way to start the day. Just look at Jesus in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, or an hour of prayer during lunchtime. And apparently there is more than one National Day of Prayer. There are 1,500 national days. The one I guess that you hear the most about is on the first Thursday of the month of month, this very month, which is May. And I'm looking to see here, just a second. Somebody even considered, and this was a federal judge back in 2010, referred to the National Day of Prayer as unconstitutional. U.S. District Court Judge Barbara Crabb said the federal statute violates the First Amendment's prohibition on government endorsement of religion. I don't see a thing wrong with the National Day of Prayer. It is something that a lot of folks have done in some way, shape, or form. Some of them do the prayer breakfast or lunch. And I have known of teenagers. Unfortunately, I did not have a chance to be a part of this myself. The teenagers would get together by praying around the flagpole. And it was one of those days that we all could come together. Now, given the fact that we're in the world situation that we're in right now. The National Day of Prayer becomes more and more important, at least to my way of thinking. And I'm not above saying a prayer on this very show. I've, I've done it on this show. I've done it on my old New Direction show on Block Talk Radio. I was brought up on it. 
And I'm a believer, my friends, that prayers do get answered. Someone was even praying for me when I had my hip replacement surgery. I know a lot of people were too. But I was told at Christmas time by my mom's aunt that that she did the very same thing. I know my mom prayed for me too, and I know a lot of people did. And for that, from the bottom of my heart, my friends, I thank you. Prayer is very important. And and I think maybe this pandemic might have opened our eyes a little bit more to the fact that we need to pray a lot more. I have been a part of prayer meetings in the past. And I've been a part, and I've even led some prayers of my own. The Sundays that I preached in Shawnee, I had the opportunity to lead prayers as well. And I firmly believe in God we trust. And I firmly believe also that the Pledge of Allegiance says one nation under God. The way we learned it originally was in commas, one nation, comma, under God, comma, indivisible, of course, with liberty and justice for all. But we are one nation under God. And I truly believe that. I'm glad that a lot of people have observed the National Day of Prayer. But it's my belief that more ought to celebrate it than they do. Not everybody knows God. I realize that. But the ones that do, I really believe, could set a little bit better example, perhaps, than they already are. Why is the National Day of Prayer? I say the National Day of Prayer is observed annually on the first Thursday in May. This day observance, designated by the United States Congress, asks people to turn to God in prayer and meditation. Prayer offers a rich connection to our spiritual lives, nurturing our relationships and faith. It is a national day also. From nationaldaycalendar.com, they have websites for everything in the world, guys. Here's some final information, then I'm going to play a song to kind of get us out of that, out of this segment here in just a little bit. The National Day of Prayer is observed annually on the first Thursday in May. This day observance, designated by the United States Congress, asks people to turn to God in prayer and meditation. For many, prayer is an integral part of daily life. Prayer offers a rich connection to our spiritual lives, nurturing our relationships and faith. It also provides comfort in times of crisis or need. <clears throat> Excuse me again. People of many different faiths join in prayer on this day. While some will attend the church, synagogue, mosque, temple, or monasteries of their choice to pray, others will attend interdenominational prayer events. Some will join prayer groups or meditate. Use hashtag National Day of Prayer to post on social media. In the early 1950s, an evangelical movement called for Congress and the President to proclaim a National Day of Prayer. The movement grew, and a young leader, Evangelist Billy Graham, led services 
for approximately 20,000 on the steps of the Capitol on February 3, 1952. Later that year, Congress proclaimed a joint resolution for a National Day of Prayer. President Harry S. Truman proclaimed a National Day of Prayer to be observed on July 4, 1952. Each year since that date, Americans have observed the day in their own way. The observance moved to the first Thursday in May by President Ronald Reagan and has been proclaimed every, each year since. As a nation, presidents and government officials have called for National Days of Prayer or Thanks intermittently since before the country's existence. July 20, 1775, the Continental Congress issued a proclamation recommending a day of public humiliation, fasting, and prayer be observed. In 1795, George Washington proclaimed a day of public thanksgiving and prayer. May 9, 1798, John Adams declared this day as a day of solemn humility, fasting, and prayer. In, 18, in March of 1863, on March 3rd, Abraham Lincoln signed a congressional resolution during the Civil War, which called for April 30th, 1863 as a day of fasting and prayer. For more information on the National Day of Prayers, visit the website. And given the Thursdays, this will take us through 2030. <clears throat> they celebrated it this year on the 7th. In 2021, it'll be on the 6th. In 2022, it'll be on my birthday, the 5th. 2023 on the 4th, 2024 on the 2nd. 2025 on the 1st, 2026 on the 7th, 27 on the 6th, 28 on the 4th, 29 on the 3rd, and 30 on the 2nd. How the heck they could plan it that close, I do not know. But that, my friends, is the history behind the National Day of Prayer. On the other side of this break, I want to share an overall prayer. A prayer that would lift up friends and family and a lot of different concerns that I'm sure a lot of people have had over the course of this pandemic. We will do all of that next. They've been working for us for 70 years. And when you hear the phrase working for you, they We are energy, chasing our dreams. A place so alive, fearless and free. We are colors, music in our streets. Created for the world to see. 
Here's to 70 years, and here's hoping for 70 more. Fox 4, Kansas City. I want to start off this section with a prayer that had been written already, and then I wanted to get personal soon after that. I almost used this for my original coronavirus show in March, but ended up going a different direction. I haven't used it yet. I'm going to use this right here and now. So would you join me in prayer? May we who are merely inconvenienced remember those whose lives are at stake. May we who have no risk factors remember those most vulnerable. May we who have the luxury of working from home remember those who must choose between preserving their health or making their rent. May we who have the flexibility to care for our children when their schools close remember those that have no options. May we who have to cancel our trips remember those who have no safe place to go. May we who are losing our margin money in the tumult of the economic market Remember those who have no margin at all. May we who settle in for, for a quarantine at home remember those who have no home. As fear grips our country, let us choose love during this time when we cannot physically wrap our arms around each other. Let us yet find ways to be the loving embrace of God to our neighbor. Amen. A lot has been redone. I prefer not to think of this as a new normal. I prefer to think of it more as a temporary. And it is my hope and my prayer that this is a temporary situation. And I'd like to close this segment here on this National Day of Prayer edition of this show with a personal prayer. Would you join me, please? Eternal God, our Father, thank you for opening our eyes. Thank you for helping us realize that no matter what happens, you're still our God, you're still on the throne. Help us to have our faith strengthened by you and by those who know you personally.
perhaps even stronger or even longer than we have known you. Help our faith to grow. Help it to be something that is about as small as a mustard seed. Help us to have a childlike faith, even in the midst of trying to make enough money to support our families. It is not an easy time, Lord, for any of us. But I know that you know. Please help us that are very discouraged at this moment. Those of us that are deemed the essential employees. Help us to realize that in the midst of the good as well as the bad, you are there with us. And you would never leave us nor forsake us. Help us to abide by that faith. Help us to increase our strength because of that faith. Help us to be the strong people that you would have us be. Help us to realize who we are and whose we are. And above all, Lord, as Jeremiah had said, you know the plans that you have made for us. And the reason that you do know the plans is because you have already lived our lives. You're already at the end of the finish line. You're waiting on us with open arms. Help us to look for the good. But help us to be able to work our way through the bad. Help us to stay positive. Help us to be people who know down deep inside of our hearts that you are still there for us. As we continue our journey through life, Lord, help us to not lose sight of the fact that you are there. On a personal note, Lord, help my faith to be strengthened as well. I'm not having the easiest time right now, and I know you know that. Help me to find that strength that you can, will, and do provide for me and for all of us. Remind us once again who we are and whose we are. <clears throat> and help us to be assured that life goes on, and so do you, and so should we. Help us to go on. Help us to go on because we have the strength provided by you and your son, Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. I'll look ahead to next week on the other coming up next. This coming Sunday, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to share with you the last of my sermons. The last one that I had preached a year ago in Shawnee. It's called It's Never Too Late. And it's testimonial behind why I felt that God called me into ministry. So, 
I'm going to record this late tomorrow, late Sunday, rather, afternoon. And I want you to be a part of it if you can. The sermon is called, It's Never Too Late. And I'm going to do that this coming Sunday. On Monday's edition of this show, I'm going to remember a not-so-pleasant anniversary, which, matter of fact, happened this very day. We lost Fred White, the longtime broadcaster for the Kansas City Royals. I wanted to share with you some memories that I had from working the game soon after Fred passed away, along with some things that I had shared on Facebook, and I think also Stadium of Royal Memories, I had put some things there too. So, we're going to remember Fred White on the 7th anniversary of his passing this coming Monday right here on the New Directions Podcast. Final thoughts straight ahead. You've heard the two commercials now. And as I mentioned at the top, there is one word that I said in both commercials. What was the word? The word, my friends, if you hadn't figured it out, was together. And that is something that we, the people of the United States of America, are not. We need to come together. We need to work together to find a way to cure this little coronavirus. There's been enough fighting Democrats say Republicans are wrong. Republicans say Democrats are wrong. I say get the heck out of the sandbox and go to work. We are divided. And as long as we are divided, there is no way in the world that we're going to come together to solve a common solution. We can accomplish a lot more if we work together. That's why I had the commercials that I had tonight to introduce some people that perhaps may not have known the word to it. The word is called together. And it is my hope and my prayer on this prayer edition of this show that we find a way to come together. Don't worry about parties. Worry about the fact that we are Americans. Let's work together find a solution for this crazy pandemic, and let's get on to to the rest of our lives. I'm off the soapbox now, friends. That's going to wind things up for this week's edition of the New Directions Podcast. Thank you for being with me, as always. I will see you this Sunday for my final sermon, and then Monday as we remember Fred White. Until then, I have a version of Amazing Grace led by a longtime friend of mine. Terry Manick and Lightwalker brought this version together for the first time that I knew of anyway in 2008 and it's something that I think is very memorable and very enjoyable and I think we ought to just sit back and enjoy this to get us out of here tonight here are Terry Manick and Lightwalker with Amazing Grace
verse with me before we go home. Sing it when you were young. Sing it at funerals. Sing it in church without even thinking about what you're singing, man. Have a blessed day.